Hey, this is Keith Jones, the president of Hockey Operations of the Flyers. Hi, I'm Paul Holmgren. Hey, I'm Travis Konechny. Hi, this is Travis Sanheim. Hi, I'm Joel Farabee. Hey, I'm Scott Lawton. This is Dan Helfer. Hi, this is Bob Clark. And you're listening to Snow the Goalie. 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 Oh, boy. Oh, yes. I mean, oh, yes. The Flyers won against the Colorado Avalanche. And is it too soon to say the Flyers are heading to the playoffs? Welcome in to the morning after following a Flyers 5-2 win. I'm bouncing off the walls. Bundy's bouncing off of the man cave. I don't know if he has the name of the person whose man cave he's got as the background today. And certainly Rick Genslinger. There you go. And um, not bouncing at all and actually looking pretty miserable about the win. Buckle in for that one. Anthony Sanfilippo, who you can find on Twitter, at Philly. Do you think I'm miserable about the win? What are you miserable about? What's there to be miserable about? What's going on because, in your life that's, well, that's it's, so it's bad? Well, it's tech-related, and, and nobody wants to hear it. But, you know, StreamYard are what we use here. I was totally set up. We were talking. And then all of a sudden, it was like as soon as you hit record, it wouldn't let me use the safari link anymore it's it insisted that i go through the app but i couldn't go through the mm -hmm. app initially so it was all kinds of craziness so i dropped out had to come back in and that's why you went oh boy at the beginning of the no i went oh boy Anybody because i'm just I, no i went oh boy because oh boy the flyers won last night uh -huh. and it's getting we keep getting to this point where we say are they better than we think they are are they were like how does this keep happening and listen we're not gonna poo poo no, when they game. go and they pick win. up it's a it's a huge win on the road against a very good team you have to like you, now i do think that we're in this very weird place where like i like to be pragmatic but like even i have oh, yeah, to yeah. even even i have to look at this and say this team is better than they have any right being and at some point we have to have the conversation of like barring i, I don't know what exactly does it has to go wrong they're, they appear to be on that path towards a potential bubble playoff spot. At, like, if we're being realistic about it, they are not going to be a bottom five team in the league. Again, barring something cataclysmic happening. Bundy, break it down. Like, where, where do you find yourself following a 5-2 win against Colorado? So I'm going to toot my own horn. I was the only one that picked the Flyers last night. Move yourself into first place with that win, too, Bundy. Yeah, I know I said OT, yeah. but I was just trying to throw on a little extra there. But uh, you know what? So here's the way I kind of see the league. And I've seen this pattern for a few years now, and it hasn't changed. Yes, the Flyers are probably better than what I thought. Carter Hart has been kind of – to begin with, Carter Hart at, and Konechny have exceeded – and even Sanheim a little bit. He's up and down play with him because of the defensive side, and he's going to make mistakes playing 25 minutes a night. Um, so what happens in this league is you it is an up-and-down roller coaster league. Like, there's not a single team that doesn't seem to go out and lose five out of six in a season, no matter who you are. And so the Flyers are on the climb up right now, and I'm going to be curious to see when they go down again in terms of what it is, how many games in a – like, can they nip that in the butt quick? Because that's the pattern. It's the teams that go on bigger, longer winning streaks and, and can extend those longer than they go on the losing streaks. It's very rare you just see somebody go out and win two out of three in a pattern. And for some reason – and maybe I'm wrong. 
But if you want data, this seems to be the biggest trend that I've seen in the league is, is the ups, the high, high ups, and then the lows for teams. And then they crawl back out of it. So I think it's a matter of how you um, take advantage of those situations when they when they happen. That's why I picked the Flyers last. I'm going to keep picking them until they lose a game. That's what the what the trend seems to be for me. But that being said, this is clearly a group of guys that likes each other, that like playing for each other right now, and they're having an awful lot of fun doing it. And believe me, you beat teams on the road that are supposed to be far better than you, it, it only builds uh, more camaraderie and belief in what their system is. So there's a lot of a lot of really good things that have gone on here, and they've been a super fun team to watch. Um, and who knows, right? Like guys, like and, and the other thing too is we say like the league. If you add, you have the right chemistry in a lot of ways. I think you can do some heavy damage. Uh, you know, when when you're climbing the standing. So, am I surprised? I am. Uh, am I super surprised? I'm not. Um, just because I, I think there's open windows in a schedule year for teams to succeed, and the Flyers are are playing as well as anybody in the in the NHL right now. Not even close. Yeah, they're, ahead, they're taking Tell everybody they're, why why this isn't real and and why it's all bad. And go ahead. That's not what I was going to say. Um, they they are they are taking advantage of opportunities that they're that they're give, being given. And when you are playing at that level, um, you, you start to you start to believe in something that even even if it's not perfect, even if it's not a hundred percent there. You still believe in it, and sometimes the belief is enough with with a, with a team like this, and and that's what they're doing. They're believing in themselves right now, um, and and good on them. I mean, they've played great against really good teams. Um, you know, you go back to every good team that they've played. You know, they split with Vegas. They they went overtime with Dallas. Um, you know, they played well against against Carolina. The the Rangers is the only game where I didn't think that. They faced a good team where they didn't look good in the game against them. Um, but other than that, every other good team they've played, they either beat them or hung in really well with them all the way through. Um, and, and that's like Bundy saying that that's a belief system. That's an internal thing with this team that's really going well for the Flyers. And and look, you can take advantage of it. I, I, I still don't. Again, I've seen this many times in hockey I, I where I don't. I can't convince myself that it sustains all the way through. Like I do know that teams have done this and then, and then have faltered off. But then again, there have been teams that done this who've stayed with it and done it and, and got themselves into the playoffs. Um, and that's fine too. I, I'm unlike, unlike Mr. Pragmatic, I'm okay with this. Like, I think that this is fine. You don't, you don't have to, you know, be the worst team in the league as part of a rebuild you can actually have some success during a rebuild. You just don't want it to go to the point where they're where they're thinking they're there and making decisions in the moment. Yeah, uh, that way. That's that's where that's where I think that I fall with this team. Like, good, good on them for playing as well as they're playing, and it's fun hockey to watch. Just don't believe that you're something that you're not. And as long yeah. as they do that, and I believe that they won't do that. I believe in Danny Briere's and Keith Jones's plan here, then I think that the Flyers are in a, in a really good position. Yeah, and you know what? Let me add to that a little bit. There's going to be players on this team that you have fallen for this year, or you like, or you like to see them go, or, or stay and, and watch their development. And I'm going to tell you that that's going to change because 
when you get a team that's playing well five on five and they have they, they're doing a great job like this Flyers team is, and then you add more skill on a power play, that's where you really can punish teams. When you're so good five on five, the, then when you get the man advantage, you destroy teams, and that's where the Flyers need to get. That's why there cannot be any satisfaction other than saying, "Hey, we got a group of guys that figured out how to work their nuts off." They go out and they figure, in a hockey game. They, they play with no fear because they got – there's nothing to be – there's nothing – this team should have be scared of nothing. It's yeah. a free yeah. swing at the bat. It's a full count, and you know the pitch is coming right down the fucking middle of the plate. And there's nothing you're going to do except swing for it. And either you're going to hit it out of the park or you're going to miss it. And so that, to me, is so important for what this team is doing right now, just learning how to play in a system, learning how to compete – um, finding who, again, who's a salvageable player. People are asking, this is a Coke. What kind of Coke, though, Russ? I did this in honor of Russ today. I know my screen. Es una, una Coca-Cola Mexicana, you know? It's, it's Mexican Coke. And what's the difference between Mexican Coke and American Coke? Just real sugar, off. baby. It's all the cane sugar. That's what it is. It's real yeah. cane sugar in the, in the Mexican. I did bomb. You can go ahead, Russ. I forgot that. Uh, but... <laughs> I just wanted to make sure that I didn't go over top of you last time because you were talking the last time that I, I dropped the And there it is, ladies and gentlemen. So uh, they're hey, playing with house money is what I'm saying, and they're taking advantage of it because sometimes when a team's – look at Buffalo, right? I hate going back to that fucking mess again, but every time we talk about Buffalo, they keep telling everybody in September, this is our year. We're really going to be a good Buffalo team this year. And they're the same every year. The yep. same every single year. That's what they want to avoid here uh, in Philadelphia and what I believe that they will uh, avoid here in this town. So there, there was a question that came up a little bit ago. It was Josh White who asked, what's more likely right now, a wild card spot or a uh, top five pick? Oh, wild card. Uh, and it's not even close. It's not even close. Like they're, yeah. this, is not a, this is not a bottom five team. I mean, you, yeah. could they could they could they conceptually, you know, move up in the lottery? Like, not make the playoffs and still move up in the lottery, get lucky? Yeah, I mean that's possible. But I mean, I, I don't, I don't. I mean, if you're asking me what's more likely, they're going to be in the playoffs more likely than than they would be a top five pick. That's yeah. more likely. Um, I, and I'm not convinced that they're still going to get be in the playoffs, but I still think that's more likely at this at this juncture. There's a really good uh, – There, by, by the way, and I know you can't see it. Um, a really interesting one here from Shut Up Kristen who says that uh, she was at the game last night in Colorado. What a win. Avs fans were not happy. Kristen, I would actually love to hear – you know what? Kristen, do me a favor because we probably have two or three minutes here. If you can shoot us a message or a DM on Twitter, we can pop you on the show because I would actually like to have somebody who was in the arena to give us – an idea of what it was like in the arena. So if you can shoot us a DM over on Twitter or on Facebook really quickly, I'll send you the link and we'll bring you on the show. Cause I'm wow. interested. Like it's not like we've had many people who have been at some of these road games. Like that was a huge win last night. You are actually getting invited to join the panel and tell yeah. us what it was like in mile high last night. Yep. Guys, I want, you know what it was interesting? Can I, I gotta say something. I don't even know if you guys recognize it or not. I watched the interview last night that they did on NBC Sports Philadelphia that uh, that with Briere, JJ, and jo and uh, uh, and Bush. Boys, you guys, we did the same interview two weeks ago on Thanksgiving Day. It was like identical questions. So I'm not nothing against them guts because they were great questions. 
It wouldn't be surprised over there, the new producer they have that replaced the last guy. All that guy did during the pandemic, and I, I mean, I don't even know, he's a Pittsburgh Penguins fan, right? He was responsible for making sure your fucking mask was up over your lips. Hey, uh, funny. <laughs> mask is just down a little bit. Could you lift that up above your mask? That's all he did. Never one word. He'd just walk around. He'd, he'd stand like, he'd be like this, sir. Hey, um, everybody, uh, your masks uh, are off a little bit. Dude, <laughs> what the fuck are you doing here? But you know what? Uh, anybody was going to go clip questions and rip them off would be that guy. Boys, I'm glad what you jumped the shark early and did the interview two weeks ago. Thank you. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. I saw the same interview, Bundy, and I was. Uh, did, did you notice it? I, dude, I was. I'm sitting there like, we asked that same question. Oh, we asked that same. Wait a second. We asked that one too. It was almost like every question was like, did they, why not just play our interview? <laughs> Danny, Danny gave the same answers. It's not like he said anything new or earth shattering. Every answer he gave was exactly the I'd same. I'd love to see that guy years. like looking going, I'm um, snow the goalie. Uh, let me write that one down. <laughs> That's a good one too. That's crazy. Uh, yeah, I recorded crazy. it for, I recorded it for Russ missed it. I recorded it. I'm going to send it over to Russ in a bit. So you can Kristen can't join us by the way. Kristen's in an uh. Uber. But we'll say that uh, oh. we're sore losers. I'll say that. All right. Yeah. So um, that's great. Listen, there, there, and like the the great thing here is like you just look at the response that people have had to last night's game, and you look at the way that they've been responding to this team of late. And I don't, I don't have like a, another way to say this, but like you have to adapt to what you're seeing. And we went into the season setting very low expectations because that's what we were told to expect. By Jonesy and by Danny Briere. Let me, let me and, stop you for one second, Russ. Let me stop you for one second. Your expectation level should not raise. That is that's true. where that's where the danger happens with this. Enjoy what you're watching because it's unexpected. Don't suddenly now get ex- so overly excited that this is a great team and your expectation level has you know raised over what this team can do. Just keep the expectation level where it was. And be in, and be able to enjoy the fact that they are surprising you, because once you raise that expectation level, and they don't meet it, then you're going to find disappointment. And I think that that's where the, the fans sometimes get a little dangerous with 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 teams. You got to just keep the nothing has changed with the way that the Flyers are approaching the rebuild. They're doing things exactly the same. What you're getting is is uh, a performance from these players who are like. We feel like we are better than this, and we're going to show you that we're better, and yeah. that's great. And that's great. Let the players do that. As a fan base, don't suddenly think this is a second-place team, and then when they're not meeting that second-place standard later in the year, you're mad at them. That's not what this team is. Just enjoy what they are right now. And if they surprise you, they surprise you, and that's a good thing. Anthony, let me let me add a layer to that too, and I want to kind of ease the fans' minds a little bit about their thought process of getting players here. And I still am a believer that um, you build through the draft, like you get your best player. So, but keep in mind two things: the Flyers have two really, really exciting prospects that are not here yet, in Gauthier and Mishkov. Happy birthday to Matvey Mishkov! I saw that the other day on Twitter. So. Yep. Keep that in mind. There's two really good pieces. Now, I'm start, when I look through the lineups of the NHL, guys, I tell you, some nights I'm like, wow, that guy was like the eighth pick. I'm like, does it make sense? So 
there it's not so talent laden at the very top that you can't have players come in and add to it. Here's the other part about uh, getting players here for me. If your team is good and you have a good core and good chemistry, you will get better free agents quicker than having a mess of a team that's trying to rebuild through the draft and can't get anywhere. Go ask somebody right now if they would rather come to Philadelphia or go to Washington because Washington's about to hit the spins too if they haven't already. They still come out and win games occasionally, but if you ask a prominent free agent that's going on, on uh, out to the market right now if he would rather come here or to some rebuild – uh, Lord knows where. I'm telling you right now. If I were that player, I would come here because something's getting built the free or built through the culture of the team again, and the way they're playing right now tells me that in the development they're already ahead of the curve. So I'm asking people not to panic about the draft. This is so much better than having a shitty fucking team that's barely unwatchable. You can't even watch them on TV. Everybody's lying about the team from the internal part because they, they're scared shitless of what the team looked like. We just went through this. This is a breath of fresh air. Like, I love this. Fucking winning, beating Colorado, going in, knocking teams off their horse at one five in a row. We walked out of a fucking shit fire, boys. And this is a the biggest breath of fresh air that I've had, and I love every second of it. So enjoy it. I promise you, Danny and Jonesy and other people in the, uh, around that know, whether agents or other players, guys will start thinking about coming here again in the summer because of the way things have turned around. Don't get too, yeah. Don't get too horny for the second or third pick overall in the draft, because this is better. This is better for the road forward. We have a couple players. We will get another player. There's other options for Danny to move up in the draft if he loves somebody. So let's everybody, the fans, be patient and realize that this is a process. It may not be the process we thought, but it would have been the one that I wish for was faster development and a culture change on this team than waiting around for an 18 year old to come in here and maybe and maybe not get you 20 goals. That's and, not and there, You know, and then waiting for his development. Go ahead. There, there are some interesting things here, too. So, like Washboy says, I've personally gone to more Flyers games this year than any other time. Product doesn't feel so corporate. Feels hockey-focused. Bundy's spot on about the breath of fresh air. Sola63 says the difference this season is the team is likable. They bust their ears, and they do, uh, and with all due respect to said players, no Yandel and others shoved down our throats that didn't belong in the league. Like, you look at it, and, it, and like, I do think that people are, are meeting the moment. Let's think of it like this, guys. All right? We didn't announce the fact that we were doing the show this morning. Right? Like, people kind of expect it. But we didn't say what time. We didn't give advance notice. We have over 200 people that just randomly have joined us. Uh, I think it's, like, 140-something on YouTube right now, a few over on Facebook, and, like, at least another 100 on Twitter across, like, all of our different channels. There is an appetite for the team. There is a belief in the team. There is a belief that, like, something is happening here. And even, I think, the people who are the angriest that they aren't bottoming out, there are positives that you can take from it. Like, if ultimately you say, a lot of these younger guys are all taking a step together, and they might actually be more NHL-ready or more ready to contribute now than we thought they were going to be, then that actually is a positive development. Right, like if, if you're able to look at this and say 20 games from now, they're still on pace, they're doing what they're doing, and you can, act, you can actually say to yourself with a straight face that Bobby Brink, that Tyson Forster, that an Owen Tippett, that a Cam York are all continuing to progress, then you should take whatever the result is. If that means you make the playoffs, then that's fine. And like, if you're upset that they don't get that top three pick, top five pick, 
that's fine too. Like you can certainly be upset about it if you want, but you will find yourself in a very small minority group because what's going to happen is, kind of to Bundy's point, people have been beaten down for years with a terrible product that has had absolutely no upside, that has not had young players to actually root for, that have broken through and have given hope for the future. This team is doing that right now. Now, again, could the bottom fall out? Yes. Could there be a player move or two that like you have an unfortunate break or something else happens and things go sideways? Of course, hockey happens. Things happen in the league. Happens every year. But for now, I think we're at a point where like you have to try to enjoy these games. And if you don't enjoy them, and if you really are if your reaction after a 5-2 road win against the Colorado Avalanche is, yeah, but the draft pick, that's a problem. Like that's a you problem. And that's where I'm at. And you guys know me. I'm as much of a get as much elite high-end talent as you can. But there is not a Connor McDavid in this upcoming draft. There is not a Connor Bedard. There's not a Matt Mishkov in this upcoming draft. So, uh, like, you're, you're not going to bottom out. There's no way. That's it. It's over. So if, if that's your hope going into the season, that part's over. Buckle up, buttercup. It's time to enjoy the ride. And if, if the bottom falls out at some point, it does. But for now, enjoy it. Because yeah. it's fun to actually watch a team that goes out, plays hard, and wins. Yeah, and, and there, there will hit a road. There will be road bumps right through, uh, through the whole season. So just understand that. This has been just so fun to watch. You know, it's a pleasure to see these guys play as hard, watching some guys take big steps. Uh, and I'll tell you what, why do we watch our favorite teams play? To watch them win, yep. right? Not watch them tank for draft picks. So where's Anthony going to church? I don't know. He's he's yeah. on the road. His video cut out again. We can still hear him. He's he's okay. here. He's okay, he's it. he's omnipresent. He's here. Oh, there he is. There he okay. is. I'm, I'm here. It's because if you want my if you want to know honestly, like well, I'm out, I was uh, running an errand and Maria is texting me, demanding her coffee. She wants to know where her coffee is, and then she tried calling me while we're in the middle of doing this, looking for her coffee. So the coffee is the most important thing in the world right now. You know, not not us talking hockey. The coffee matters more. Here she she's coming now. We can yell at her if you want. You know what? I'm gonna actually nope. use Anthony right here. I'm just gonna, I'm going off topic just for a second. We do this sometimes, Anthony. Oh, yeah. Wow. Go ahead and order, please. Yeah, no. The boy, the boy, the boys are mad, Maria, because you know you keep interrupting our conversation. I'm not mad. I think Maria is great, and I think you're lucky that somebody in this world has found yes. you a suitable partner. <laughs> Go ahead, Bundy. I'm sorry. Uh, so I, I just want – I know our fans would like to hear this. <laughs> Barry Schaefer, Maria has the mug warmer all fired up and ready for the coffee. <laughs> I, got a, right, go ahead, I got a mug warmer story for you after too. So hold on. Uh, okay. Shohei Otani. If, if, oh, my God. Dude, $70 million a year. So let me ask you this. If Bryce Harper wants an extension, what what does that look like? Yeah, well, it's not going to be that. that. So I have some thoughts on that, which I can't even get into – with any real meat on it on this on this call on this uh, pod because I think that the Dodgers are are circumventing the cap ridiculously by the way that they're doing this they're mm-hmm. they're 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 deferring like majority of this contract that they may never have to end up paying because they can sell high on it right um, but does Bryce Harper's get what does it depends on how much Bryce Harper wants. Five years, maybe. Um, if I say five years, maybe uh, he gets another hundred and 
150 million. Yeah, 150 million stop. probably for another stop five it. years. Just stop. Listen, well, here's the thing about Otani, right? I'm just saying. The, this is the thing. Like, if if they weren't circumventing the way that that the payments are going to go out, I said this yesterday on Twitter. But you're essentially paying somebody to be. You're paying like a Cy Young, and you're paying an MVP all in one. Which conceptually he is. He's both. However, he already requires a surgery. He's already going to miss a season of pitching twice. Like, like twice. It's, it's it's nuts. I think Otani is an incredible player. He's probably the best player I've ever seen. However. There is no player worth that money, ever, 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 ever. And, and here's the best part. I forget who it was, and I wish I knew who it was. And if, if it was you, if you're in the comments, please, like, I want to acknowledge you. But somebody responded to that tweet and said that Otani's $70 million a year, to put it in perspective, represents 84% of an NHL team's salary cap. That's yeah. insane. That That's crazy. Yeah. So, uh, let, me, let me just... Let me just put one more one more baseball thought into your head on this. In order to, if you if you compare WAR, which is what a lot of people use to determine for baseball uh, the value of a player, if you war. use WAR huh. to determine what is it good for determine, absolutely determine nothing. a player's value, right, and then you compare it to their salary based on what everybody else in the league is making, Shohei Otani would have to average twelve point seven WAR per season to make it worth $70 million a year. That's only been done twice in the history of baseball. Only twice has someone put up a 12.7 war season. He would have to do it 10 times. Do you know who, and do you know who the, the, the person or people were who put up that war? I think one was, uh, if I remember correctly, I think one is Barry Bonds and the other, I want to say was Babe Ruth, okay. but I'm not a hundred percent sure on, on that. So it's not um, even it's like it was – it's not even like it was Mikey Trout. It's no, it not even like – it's not – It was two total seasons in the history of baseball have been 12.7 war seasons. He would have yeah. to do it 10 times to be worth $70 million a year. It's it's Insane. ridiculous. It's ridiculous. All right. Anyway. got to say Talk hi here to my buddy Scott Parker. Remember Scott Parker, major league NHL tough guy enforcer? Colorado. Yeah. Colorado, man. Yeah, he's, not, he's watching with his wife right now out there, and he says to say hello, and I'll say hi back to Scott Parker, really one of the great uh-huh. guys we played. So look at this. We even got former players listening. I love that. Love I bet it. you what to do with the Colorado recap last hey, night. But- Parker, we wonder what the hell happened to his avalanche last night. Well, by the way, I will say this about the avalanche. It, if there was one player that I would, you know, you give it a choice to start a team with any player, I, I you know, I know everybody would say Connor McDavid, Connor McDavid. I'm taking Nathan McKinnon. Oh yeah, that guy, that last night. He's the best. That guy plays a 200 foot game like I've not seen a superstar play a 200 foot game. Like just that he's in, he's incredible on both ends of the ice uh, as a as a star player. Yeah, you know what I yeah. said last night on, on pregame, Anthony. Right to what you said, I said if you gave me a choice of who I would rather play, Connor McDavid or Nathan McKinnon, I would take McDavid nine times out of ten. Yeah, because McKinnon's a hell of a player. Yeah, he's so physical with the puck. When he has it, he yeah. wants to make a difference. McDavid's like likes to go around and make pretty plays, but McKinnon will take it right to you and fucking charge you with the puck and force you to have to make a tough play 
up close. He's a great player. A great, great yeah. player. Yeah, yeah. He was something else last to watch last night. And, and you know, I know he extended his point streak, but and the Avalanche didn't do much else. But that was – he's a hell of a player. By the way, how about the Flyers with uh, something that I didn't even notice until they brought it up on the broadcast last night. They've now gone 11 straight games on the road giving up fewer than three goals. Nuts. That's the only only one team in the history of the franchise has done more than that, and that's the 73-74 Flyers who won the Stanley Cup. They did it 13 straight games. The Flyers have done it 11 straight. Flyers are 13-1 and one now when scoring the first goal. That's yeah. pretty incredible, actually. It's like kind of, even though they've, they've flipped that right, Anthony, it's kind of all or nothing, right? They score first, they win. They get scored on first, they lose. That's a, yeah, kind although of they, they've, won the, they've won the they've, last they've few. Pulled, they've changed that, last though. Two they have, yes. But basically, two, right? that's yeah. the formula, though, right? And that's kind of the formula yeah. for almost every team, you know? Score first, yeah, you got a sure. better chance of winning. Yep. All right, well, guys. I think it's probably time to go for today. I do want to uh, point out really quickly before we do that we have been continuing, and I, and I, I do have a little bit of an update here. You can see it on the bottom of the screen. Uh, Shop.snowthegoalie.com. We've been getting orders every day. The good thing is we don't fulfill the orders ourselves. The people that do have done a fantastic job. I've been getting the updates that things have been arriving. Uh, there was somebody who put in an order late last night, and when I was processing it, it said expected uh, delivery date is December 18th. So it looks like we're on like a seven to eight day turnaround, which isn't bad, which also means that the, the notice that we had gotten about December 10th potentially being the last day to get orders in to be guaranteed by Chris Mahanaquanzica, um, we might actually be in better shape than that. So I saw some more orders come in this morning. I'm going to process those. But if you're looking to get your orders in, I would say do so in like the next couple of days here uh, to guarantee that you have it under the tree. Okay. So what, what's, what, what, Bundy, what did you do? You hit, you hit a star on this. What are we doing here? I, was trying to I don't Parker, know what he did Parker either. Rob, Rob really said four, four for four in December. Parker told me to slap fridge when I see it, but I tell you what, I'm not going to do that either. <laughs> <laughs> neither, neither one of those guys would anyone walk up and just slap either one. No, nope. I wonder. I wonder if the two of them. We have to look on hockey fights. Did the two of them? Did two of them drop gloves at some point? I'm sure they did. Well, they're old friends from Western Canada, so I don't know. I'm sure they have. I mean, they were two bona fide league heavyweights. But, yeah, uh, yeah I'd say Francesca, that's his wife, said slap and run. That's exactly it, slap and run. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. That's great. That's good that's All right, well, uh, big thank you to everybody who checked in. Like we said before, we didn't do a, a, any real effort here to make sure that we got people on board with today's show. But as always, you came through because you are the best. You are the best Flyers fans this side of the Mississippi and the other side of the Mississippi and in Europe. And uh, where was that one guy at? North Macedonia the one time. And we have friends yeah. friends and fans down under in Australia. So they're everywhere. Snow the Goalie is everywhere. We've been shipping internationally, which has also been a lot of fun from shop.snowthegoalie.com. Um, this week, Flyers are back home on Thursday against the Capitals. Yeah, there's a before game before that. that I, know, I was just about to say, before that, they are still on the road. They're taking on Nashville. It's an 8 o'clock puck drop on Tuesday. So we'll be back with the morning after on Wednesday. We'll have a press row show on Thursday. We'll have a press row show on Saturday. I'll be celebrating my birthday with you guys on Thursday. Really? That's right. Yes. Yes. Oh. Someone's like, are you taking the game off? I'm like, why the fuck would I take the game off? There's nowhere better to go watch something on your birthday than Flyers hockey right now. Hey, Ant, do That's we right. treat Bundy to dinner that night? Uh, the Flyers already do that. Thanks. 
Mm. Adrian's. All right, we'll figure it out. Anyway, yeah. uh, big thank you to everybody who checked in. We will be back a little bit later this week. Enjoy the 5-2 win. Let's hope that that good juju carries through to the Philadelphia Eagles tonight. Really quickly, guys, your predictions. For the Eagles tonight? For the Eagles against the Cowboys. Go. Oof, they lost them. Uh, 35-31. Uh, hold on. Let me flip a coin. Wow. Ant? Eagles. <laughs> Ant? So, was I right last week? Yeah, in San Francisco. Just get your pick okay, You got to go. All right. I'll be, I'll be right again this week. 31-23 Dallas. I have uh, 42-17. Dallas? Dallas. It's going to be I ugly. You guys are negative pricks. No, I just, okay. I, don't, I just don't think that the Eagles are going to play particularly well tonight. The, the lack of linebackers is going to be bad, and I am very fearful that uh, Shaq Leonard isn't going to be the messiah that people were hoping he would be. I hope to be proven wrong. I would absolutely love to see the Eagles uh, tear it up. However, I think CeeDee Lamb and Brandon Cooks are going to feast on the lack of linebackers over the middle. So we'll see. I could be wrong. I've been wrong before as we check in the standings. I've been very wrong about the Flyers this year. So uh, we will be back a little bit later this week. Thank you to everybody who checked in, and we will talk to you soon here on Snow the Goalie, the only Flyers podcast. Have a good one, everybody.